Welcome to All Things Career Podcast. The mission of All Things Career is to provide the unwritten rules of success to people of color. No matter if you have a job or own a business, we want to share information and experiences that we wish we knew earlier in our careers. She equips women of color with clear, results-based, actionable tools to empower their career decisions and teach them how to successfully advocate for themselves. She's also been in HR for 15 years. And with her own lived experience as a Black woman, she has seen firsthand how challenges that women of color face in the professional world impact how they show up at work. I am joined today by Merritt Fields. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So tell us, our listeners, what do you do around careers? You know, we were talking a little bit before we hit recording. You're like, I'm not a career coach. Mm -mm. I don't know if I'm a career advocate. So tell Mm. us what you do and what your value proposition is. Yes, that's a great question. Yes. So no, I am, I am not a career coach and I don't want people (laughs) to think that I am a career coach. I think career coaches are amazing. Um, I just don't know if that's particularly what my skill set is. Um, I would say I am uh, more of a, a career advice expert, and I'm someone who is helping uh, Black and Brown women get their skill sets that they need in order for them to continue and for them to get on the pathway that they've always wanted to. So I don't know if I would, I'm like I would say I'm more of like an educator, if you will, if we had to like put a formal title on it versus um, a career coach. So like a career advisor, a career counselor, um, where you're like, wait, I'm at this place in my life and I don't know where to go. Yeah. Call on me. Come on. I'll, I'll tell you how to get there. Let's go. Yes. And everyone needs that. And, you know, that's something that I was sharing with you earlier. Like, you know, some people have never heard of career coaching. And with that, they don't know that people like you exist because one-on-one interactions are not for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. some people just need maybe a few trainings or they just need some targeted strategy or education or whatever it may be. And so it's so good to have you on the show today to give that um, perspective of other ways to get assistance when it comes to your career. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And, you know, Merritt, when I was looking at your website, Mm -hmm. something that truly stood out to me was the section that says learn with Merritt. And under there, there's a section that says how to get paid for what you deserve. And if I think about our listeners and I think about just the current state of affairs around Black women in the workplace, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something that we struggle with every single day. Mm -hmm. And we struggle with it on two sides, right? We struggle with it on companies seeing our value and us articulating that to companies without coming off as too aggressive, but also just internally of knowing what we deserve. Because a lot of times what I'm finding is that Black women in corporate America, they're first-generation college students, they're first-generation corporate people. And so there's nothing out there for us to benefit from. So talk through us, you know, some of those strategies or just step-by-steps on what we can do to get paid for what we deserve as Black women and women of color in the workplace. Yes. So, and I'm so glad that you brought this up because honestly, Kirsten, this is literally one of my absolute favorite things to talk about when it comes to careers, 
because I think there's so it's just so multi-layered, right? And there's so many different avenues to talk about. So I think one, I think, you know, it all it always depends on where you are in your career trajectory. So um, I think that's part of the conversation, but truly I would even say to take a step back, I think it really all has to do with your mindset first. As black women and as women of color, we are inherently taught that we are to be grateful for any and every opportunity that we have, regardless if we earned it, regardless if we worked super hard to get it, regardless of all the labor, we are to always ensure that we are grateful for those opportunities. And when our mindset is always just focusing on gratitude versus value, then it's harder for us to have that conversation around, well, wait a minute, like, hold on, (laughs) wait a minute. I am contributing value to this organization. And as such, Mm. I should be compensated for those things. And when we shift our mindset less around, um, I should be grateful and I owe you something because you gave me this opportunity versus I've earned this opportunity based on my labor, then it's easier for us to have conversations about how we need to be compensated. And I always like to like, I always like to make sure that we talk less around like, oh, you know, you need to paint like, no, this is all about compensation because it is work and it is value that you are contributing to an organization. And whenever you are contributing value, right, you should be compensated for it. You couldn't go into the store and just be like, oh, my goodness, I really love this shirt. Thank you so much. No, there's a price tag. There's a value behind what that shirt is. And that's what you have to pay for. It's very similar, right? If I am providing you with a service, if I'm providing you and adding value and you are benefiting as an organization based on what I'm contributing, guess what? You need to compensate me for that. Yes, yes. And I think going off that, Merit, I think what Black women struggle for is quantifying that, right? So in Mm -hmm. your store example, you know, um, a gallon of milk in the Kroger brand versus a gallon of milk in the Dean's brand is Mm -hmm. going to be different because the value and what you what they go through to make that actual milk varies so when we think about our careers how can we quantify that or how can we say okay instead of making fifty thousand dollars hey company i need to be making seven thousand dollars like how do you have that conversation because it's very subjective right is it though i think that that's the i think that that is usually part of the conversation i think yes like there is a level of subjectivity right like because there's one person that's kind of making that decision. I think the best way that us as women, especially black women, are able to eliminate a lot of that subjectivity is my favorite word in the word in the world and that is data. And the way yes. that you do so is you need to make sure that you are tracking your own progress. You need to make sure that you are tracking how you are contributing to your organization day in and day out. Um, I actually wrote an article about this and it's um, featured on Career Contessa. And it's literally, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, this is, it's so funny because this literally is the topic is, is how do you negotiate your salary as a woman of color? And one of the strategies that has been extremely successful in my own career and as well as other people in my own life where I have advised as well 
is always ensuring that you are keeping track of the value that you're bringing. Now, some of you are like, oh my God, I've been at this job for a year already and I haven't done this. Like, oh God, I'm, it's too late for me. No, it is not. It's never too late. But really the way that you can do this, it's very simple. At the end of the week, before on Friday, at the end of the week, all you need to do is look at what you've done for that week. Write some bullet points. It doesn't have to be like this long novel essay. It just needs to be like, this is a project that I was working on. Here are the outcomes of where we are. Here are the goals that I achieved in every single week. And you'll be surprised because by the end of the month, as you're looking at what you've been writing weekly, you can start writing summations. And you do that at the end of the month. You do that at the end of the quarter. And you continue to do so because you are now building your case where there is clear cut data to talk about how you have been contributing your value day in and day out at the company that you have been working for. And when I, what I have found is when you have this data, then it is hard for that subjectivity to be like, oh, you know, I don't know if we, you know, I don't know if we know that. No, like you go in guns blazing, you go in with clear cut examples of how you've done so. And then they're going to have to give you a raise. And then if they don't, well, then that's a different conversation we need to have. Yes, that is so, 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 so good. And I like how you have this step-by-step um, plan of how we can track our data. And that's something that we actually talked about earlier this year is like setting those new year resolutions of having one day where you spend your time on you, rather that be developing with a course training. And we even talked about writing down your accomplishments because when you're in the mix and when it comes to PM time at the end mm-hmm. of the year, performance review time, you're like, oh crap, what do I have? And mm-hmm. so that's a challenge that we gave our listeners earlier this year. And listeners, I'll be sure to find an article with Mary on um, Career Contessa about how you can advocate for yourself in the workplace. Mary, do you have any stories? I know you've been in HR for 15 years now. Do you have any stories about how you've seen that work for a Black woman, that strategy? Or do you have any stories of how someone didn't use that strategy and it and didn't work in their favor? Like anything that you can share with a personal element? Yeah, um, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it work in both cases. Um, I, I, I mean, I think in my own life, that's where I've learned what that looks like. But I would say for folks that I have, like for former students that I've worked with, and actually I have a a good example of a former student and we were talking about uh, salary negotiations as far as when she first got the job offer. And I think that that's the other, the other piece and the other side of the coin when it comes to salary negotiations. I think it's one, like once you're at an organization that is like the steps and that's the step-by-step of what you need to do to make sure when you have that annual review, you already have your ducks in a row, baby, because you've been t- keeping track of that the entire time you're there. Right. But I think the other side of the coin is before you accept that job, you need to make sure uh, that you uh, don't accept whatever is across that table. And I remember I was working with um, a former student And she was so excited that she got this job that she really wanted. And I mean, we worked tirelessly to ensure that we were preparing for her, um, for her throughout her interview process throughout. I mean, literally start to finish from her resume all the way through her interview process. 
And she ended up getting the job and landing the job. And so they called her, they give her the job offer and, um, and she's excited. And she tells me, she's like, okay, I'm going to accept right now. And I was like, no, you are not. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and that's not to say that she didn't, she ended up taking the job. But I think the, the big thing is, is that when you're talking about accepting a job offer, this is still your part of negotiations because especially for black women, they don't always offer you the, the correct salary range that you should be starting in. And so whatever salary mm-hmm. range that they give you, you need to do your own due diligence. You need to do your own research. You need to go on Glassdoor. You need to go on Google. You need to go on LinkedIn and you need to find out what those salary ranges are for that particular position in your specific area to ensure that you're at that place. And then once you, again, my favorite word, have that data, then it's easier for you to have that conversation to be like, hey, you offered me 65, but I see that starting salary actually should be 71. So I would actually like to start at 73 because of my experience, because of A, B, and C. Yes, there it is. There it is. Yes, 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 yes. That's so good. Merit, you mentioned Glassdoor and Google, but are there any like reputable sources out there that you'd recommend? Because that's something that I hear from our listeners from time to time is that sometimes Glassdoor doesn't have that representation and there's other places where you got to give an arm and a leg to get the information. So is there any (laughs) sites that you recommend? (laughs) It's hard because companies are getting really smart and savvy and they're trying to, you know what I mean? They're trying to like, you know, be hidden about their salary, which is unfortunate because I really wish companies were more honest about their salaries. It would help them out so much more. It saves so much time. Um, I actually like LinkedIn and LinkedIn usually have salary ranges for some positions. But the other thing I like LinkedIn and I think another creative way people can start thinking about it is if you do a research on a specific company that you're going to you know, be working at, be it Google, right? Google's huge. Uh, what you could do is if you have someone in your network who works for Google, you could at least get a range. You don't have to get the exact salary, but you could at least kind of have some insider knowledge, insider information about a range for that particular position. And that at least will help you make a better decision. Yes, that's good. That's good. And I think the range is so perfect. And thanks for Mm -hmm. sharing that because I think some people, you know, we're not at the place yet in our society where you tell people how much you make, but a range, it's like, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll be comfortable sharing a range, but I'm not going to tell you the exact amount. Right. 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 I think that's a fair ask and an easy way to navigate that. And let's talk about the flip side, Mary. You know, you work in HR and I know we see a lot of things in HR. Tell us about a time when you saw this not work out in the favor. So someone didn't take this advice and they were stuck making X amount for 30 years, you know, because I think it's good to give it into perspective of here's what could happen if you don't take action and responsibility of your career. Absolutely. And I think um, to your point, right, like once you lose that on the money, you can't get it back. And I think that that's one of the main reasons of why I'm so uh, passionate about when it comes to salary negotiations, because 
again, like if girl, if you start at 60 and you should have been at 70, that 10 K gap, you're not going to get it back. Right. That's it. (laughs) Um, an, an example of when I saw that that didn't go well and I actually had to advise the opposite direction um, is I uh, had a friend. Uh, with, yeah, it was a friend. And um, they and and I think this is actually a good lesson for us, too. I, I think there's realities when you're looking for a job and you don't have a job and you feel like you have to accept whatever is in front of you because you don't know if there's going to be any other job prospects for you. And so I will only say, and I've seen this time and time again, when you're looking at things from desperation, it's harder for you to get um, all of the benefits if you're only looking about it from a deficit model. And I know that that's so much easier said than done, but I think another you know strategy or another thing to think about is it's think about going at a temp agency where you can at least still be working until you can find something where you know that you will be paid your value. Because again, once you're in that, once you're in that, that salary range, it's very difficult to get out of it. So in this particular case, there was an organization that I work for and actually um, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'm blackballed per se, Kirsten, but <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't like me anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's because of the, actually this, this specific incident, incident, I, uh, started noticing that the salary, uh, offers for women of color were much lower than the salary offers for white women. And it got to the point where it was like, I mean, like dozens of people now. This is like an, a continual thing that was happening. And I confronted and was like, hey, here's a trend I'm noticing. I'm also now wondering what my salary is versus what some other white women here are. And if that is also the same the same case now for for this person and I, and actually like I've, I've changed stories a bit so for this particular person this isn't you know this wasn't a friend this was just like candidates that I saw throughout um, a process um, and so I asked about it and I didn't stop asking about it um, and uh, I actually was the one who ended up um, like I said I'm not blackballed but they probably would you know I I mean I got labeled as you know, kind of not a writer, but as a, as a quote unquote problem, because I was changing and challenging a system that was inequitable and, yeah. oh yeah, it is real. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I was able to push enough where there were some bumps for some people. Um, but I mean, it wasn't nearly as much and I, and I had to make the decision to leave the organization because I couldn't work for a place knowing that, I couldn't recruit for a place knowing that <laughs> this is what it is. Like, right. Oh my goodness. Morally, I couldn't do it. No. And I think that's so important. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but like oftentimes when we are in our careers, when we're career hunting or even, you know, wanting to see in a role, we t- sometimes forget that just like we are interviewing a company, 
we are, are they're interviewing us excuse me we're also interviewing them as well and Absolutely. just like they can let us go at any time we can let them go at any time too because Absolutely. if it does not align with our values and with our morals it's okay to walk away and I think our listeners hearing your story today of you seeing something, you speaking on it, and then still maybe not responding the way that they should. Mm-hmm. That's a moment when you can walk away. And that, that shows up in different forms in workplaces. And it's important that we don't lose ourselves to a career because at the drop of a hat, if something happened to us, best believe our job description is going to be posted the same day. Baby, baby, <laughs> baby, the same hour. What? She in the yes. hospital. Go ahead and post that position, girl. Right. They don't care about no. us. So why do we put so much value on them? I mean, rightfully so, right? We want a job. And if you're in a great career, great. Show up, show out. But mm-hmm. if not, it's okay to walk away. It is yeah. okay. I think we put so much value and weight into companies doing right by us because we have to do right by them. But why can't we fire a company just like they can fire us? We should. You know, I'm, 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 <laughs> look, I'm on board with that. I was a, I was a, in my younger days, I ain't young anymore, but in my younger days, Kirsten, let me tell you, listen, if the job didn't serve me, girl, I was going in that year. You hear me? I was already, I was, I was gone. Did you have to yeah. Mm-mm. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, going off that, how can women of color, Black women, or just professionals in general advocate for themselves at work, rather that be asking for a raise, rather that be standing up when something's not right or you notice something that's bad? How do you recommend that people stand up for themselves and advocate for themselves at work? Well, it's such a good question because I'm like, oh gosh, there's so many different ways to advocate for yourself. And I think, I mean, I think that obviously salary is, is one of those ways, but I also think, and I think something that's, that oftentimes is forgotten has to do with who is your champion at your, at your company? Um, Who is going to make sure that, that, someone is advocating for you and is in those leadership conversations in those other spaces, who is going to be there to be able to, you know, talk about how, how amazing you are when you're not there to speak about it. I I think that that's one thing. I think to, to your question, like about how do you, how do you ensure that you advocate for yourself? I'll be honest. I mean, the thing that helps that that's helped me and helped, students and folks, especially when you're talking about women. And, and I would, I would say I'm, I'm a pretty spiritual person. Um, and I, I believe in like all of it, like the energies, like all of the, all the things that come with it. And, um, something for me that grounds me is, especially if I'm having a really, really tough day is I remember that, um, my ancestors are living through me. I remember that I am, mm the slave, like I, I am the wildest dream of a slave. Like those are things that legit ground me because it helps remind me of the black women that we come from. Like Harriet Tubman, like that, like she is legit our ancestor. Like what? Yes. Now yes. if we could come back and forth freeing people 
and taking them to Canada, I surely can stand up to this supervisor who keeps with these <laughs> microaggressions. Like, I surely can tell you, yo, stop asking me about my hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I surely can do that. And it helps right. me on a larger scale around the magnitude or the seriousness of things. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. That's so, so good. You know, I'm going to have to replay that back when I'm having a sad day. Girl. I know who we come from, right? Girl, yes. know who you come from. Yes, I love that. And as we close, Merit, you know, something that we pride ourselves on on all things career is that we give the unwritten rules of career management, success and entrepreneurship or corporate America to professionals of color. So we always end each show with each guest giving the best advice that they ever received um, in their career or an unwritten rule that you live by for our listeners to noodle on. What would be yours? Mine would be that there is no shame in failure. Um, I just, I think that, and I don't know if it's like social media or if it's you know where we're going as a culture but I do think that there's this perfectionism that we just all really want to achieve be it like filters and like all those things but I think what's happening is we're forgetting that failure is so important to growth and truly I mean if you really think about it failure doesn't really exist depending on your mindset because failure has to do with what you can learn and if you don't fail or if you're not disappointed or something doesn't go well then you don't have the opportunity to truly learn a lesson and for me that's why there's no shame in failure like failure for me is like oh all right let me see what this lesson is oh perhaps i didn't have to be as blunt as i was in that case okay let me do something different right failure is is actually um you should have pride in it uh, versus the shame that a lot of times is associated with it. Yes. I love that. We, in our household, we say fail forward and fail forward fast. Yes. There's so much to learn from failure like you shared. So thank you so much. Well, listeners, that's all for our conversation today. Merit can be connected via her website. Um, I'll link her website link in the show notes as well as her all of her social media handles um, for you to be able to connect with her. And she also has a podcast as well called Career Gym. So if you want to hear more from Merit, feel free to subscribe to her show and give her show a listen as well. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to All Things Career. Be sure to subscribe to learn more ways to increase your value. Don't let what you learned today go to waste. Leave a review. Let us know how you plan on using today's content to improve your career. Until next time.